Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the Associate Pastor at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and I want to welcome you today to our podcast. I believe that this message is going to strengthen you and encourage your life. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Holy Spirit and listen to what He has for you today. Enjoy our podcast. As, as we're preparing to get into the Word this morning, just take out your cell phones or your tablets and send a text to at least two people who are not here today and say, I wish you were here with me today at Word of Life. And, uh, you know, I, I want to encourage you, you know, I, I, I say this periodically, but uh, whether I say it or not, just go ahead and do it. Uh, you know, e every week you look around, you see some, that, that someone's not here that ought to be here. Send them a message and let them know that you care. Let them know that, that, that you miss them. Or send a message to somebody that you've been inviting. Maybe you've been invited. I, I trust that you are inviting people, right? Nobody's inviting anyone. Maybe that's why the chairs are not full. You think maybe that, that could have something to do with it? Well, I encourage you to be inviting and then follow up on those invitations. Praise God. Don't just invite them and say, well, I knew they wouldn't come. Well, if you invite them with that attitude, they probably won't. But invite them, expect them to come, follow up on it, offer to go pick them up, bring them with you. You know, let's get the word out. If word of life is ministering to you, it will probably minister to someone else too. Praise God. So let's get the word out. But today I want to... Um, to share with you some things about uh, about souls. How many know that Jesus came for souls? Okay. And man, you guys are so quiet today. Oh my goodness! One person knows that Jesus came for souls. Maybe we need to start with the very beginning today, and and do do the very elementary things. Uh, is anybody saved? Okay, does anybody know that Jesus came for you? All right, here we go. Now let's, let's, let's move on from there. First uh, Timothy, chapter 1, verse number 15, says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. These are the words. Apostle Paul, and notice that he said that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That there was no other reason for him to come here except to save sinners. Now, what does that mean to save sinners? Well, it's to, to, to save people from eternal destruction. That's one thing. To save people, you know, is, all right, this, this is question and answer Sunday, okay? So you got to answer my questions. Let's do better than we've been doing so far, okay? How many believe that if a person enters eternity without Jesus Christ, without having received Jesus as their Savior, how many believe that a person who dies or enters eternity without Jesus Christ as their Savior will spend eternity in hell. 
Okay? Six of you believe that? Okay? You guys, man, we got to step it up. Okay? Let's try that one more time. There, there ought to be 100% in here that would, that would say this. We believe that a person who enters eternity without Jesus Christ will spend eternity in hell. Anybody believe that? Praise God. The other six of you got that. All right. Man, I don't know what I'm going to have to do. Do you want me to dance? Or <laughs> you know, I that. Now, let me ask one, another question, and I know that there's 12 of you that should, uh, that should raise your hand on this one. How many of you care that people will spend eternity in hell? All right, we did better on that one. We did better there. But, you know, if we say that the love of God abides in us, but we don't care that people spend eternity in hell, does the love of God actually abide in us? That is the most tragic, the most, the second most tragic thing is that people will spend eternity in hell. The first most tragic thing is that people will spend eternity in hell unnecessarily. And it's not necessary that anyone go to hell because Jesus came into this world to save sinners. Praise God. And the Apostle Paul made this statement. He said, of whom I am the chief. In other words, he said there was not a single sinner out there that was any worse than I was. If you remember the story of Saul of Tarsus, he went about, uh, who became known as the Apostle Paul. Saul of Tarsus was a man who persecuted the church, who persecuted believers. Yet Jesus appeared to him in a blinding light on the road to Damascus and arrested him that day. And Saul of Tarsus became the Apostle Paul who gave us two-thirds of the New Testament. Because Jesus came into this world to save sinners. Praise God. Then in 1 John chapter 3, verse number 1, it says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, the works of the devil goes beyond sin. I mean, you know that sickness and disease and poverty and chaos and all, that's the works of the devil. Jesus came into this world to destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. Praise God. In Acts chapter 14, verse number 15, we read this. Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all the things that are in them. Now, Paul is preaching, Barnabas are preaching, and the Lord confirms what they're preaching with signs following, which is what God does, which is what the Lord does. 
He works with us, confirming the word with signs following. And so he had confirmed the word with miracles, and they began to, to try to sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas rose up and they stood, they said, hey, we're just men like you. We're not gods. And so um, it, it's amazing then how that, uh, um, how fickle people are because they're trying to sacrifice to them because of the miracles that, that occurred. And then they said, well, we're not gods. So they went from that to stoning them or trying to stone them, trying to kill them. And uh, so one minute they're wanting to worship them and sacrifice to them. The next minute they're wanting to kill them. And so, um, but anyway, notice what, what they said to them. Men, why are you doing these things? Why are you trying to sacrifice to us? We also are men with the same nature as you and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God. Then he says, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all the things that are in them. So our message is to a people who are doing useless things. How many know that it is useless to try to get better to make yourself acceptable to God? Anybody know that that's a, that's a useless thing? Yeah. It's a useless thing because you can never get good enough to appease God. And so, you know, it is a useless thing. And see, people think when you start sharing the gospel with people, a lot of times people immediately think you're trying to get them to join your church. But how many know that's a useless thing? If everybody you ever share the gospel with joins Word of Life Church, it will not save them. That's a useless thing if you're not saved. Now, if you're saved, that's a good thing, okay? It'd be good to join Word of Life Church because, you know, we, we've got some good things to help people with and to help people grow. But if, if you're not saved and you join in Word of Life Church to, 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 in an effort to please God, that's a useless thing. It would be a useless thing to, to try to... to Fix all the things wrong in your life in an effort to please God. That's a useless thing. And, and, and the apostles here, they're saying, you know, you guys, you need to turn from these useless things to God, to the living God. Turn to Jesus. Then he says uh, in Acts chapter 26, verse number 15, it says, So I said, Who are you, Lord? This is Paul giving an account of what happened to him. He says, and he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of, both of the things which you have seen and the things which you, I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins 
and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. These are Jesus, this is Jesus speaking to Saul of Tarsus. And here he's, he's saying that, that the purpose is, he says, I'm going to use you to turn people from darkness to light, to open their eyes to see. And, and we need to understand that when we have been sent to go into all the world, as we read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, we read in all four Gospels plus the book of Acts, the, the commission, what have we been commissioned to do? To do exactly what Paul had been commissioned to do, and that is to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Praise God. We've got to give them some light. If we don't give them some light, then they're going to stay in darkness. And so it is our job to, to bring them to the light. Praise God. Now, you see, we preach the gospel because Jesus loves you and them. And he asks us to tell them. Does that make sense? We preach the gospel because, first of all, Jesus loves us. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, and because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, now we love the world just like God so loved the world. Now, I know some Christians say, well, we shouldn't love the world. That's not what, I know there's a scripture that says, you know, if you love the world, Love not the world or things that are in the world, for if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And that's not what, this, that's not what I'm talking about. We, God so loved the world. We need to love the world like he loved the world. He didn't love the world in the sense that he wanted to be a partaker with the world. He loved the world in the sense that he wanted to save the world. We love the world in the sense that we want to turn them from darkness to light, just like Jesus loved the world and he gave himself for that purpose. Praise God. Jesus asked you to tell them. He didn't ask me to tell them. He asked all of us corporately. He asked us all to tell them. Praise God. There is not one of you that has not been given the commission to tell the world. Praise God. Praise God. If you have been turned from darkness to light, then he wants you to turn them from darkness to light. Praise God. Praise God. Think about the questions that I ask. Do you believe that people who die without Christ will spend eternity in hell? And do you care that they will? If the love of God is truly shed abroad in your heart, you will care. Praise God. Now, let me ask one more question in relation to that. Do you believe that Jesus has empowered you to share the gospel? Now, I mean, did, did, did he ask you to do it and then not give you the ability to do it? No, what he calls you to do, what he asks you to do, he empowers you to do. 
Praise God. He empowers you to do. Now, once again, let me just say this. You are not going to be effective if you are preaching your religion. Because your religion won't save anyone. Galatians chapter 1, verse number 6. The Apostle Paul says to the Galatians, he says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. See, do you realize that there are people that they want to trouble you and pervert the gospel of Christ. Any other gospel that is not the gospel that Paul preached to us, in fact, Paul says it this way, he says that if anyone comes to you preaching another gospel, even if it's an angel from heaven, let them be accursed. Now, so oh, I thought there was only one gospel. Well, he says another gospel. And then he goes on and he says, which is really not another gospel. For in other words, he's saying it's, it's parading or presenting itself as being a gospel or as being the gospel. He says, but it is really not the gospel. He says, so if, um, he says, I, I, I marvel that you've turned away from the truth that you have turned away from the gospel of Christ so soon to something that is simply parading itself and presenting itself, give, making pretense of being gospel. Now, there are some criteria that, that qualifies something for being the gospel. The apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And then he goes on, he says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Praise God. So if the righteousness of God is not revealed, if you're not telling people that you are righteous, by faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone, then you're actually proclaiming another gospel. Now, many, many Christians, well-meaning Christians, are telling people, you need to stop doing this and stop doing that and quit doing this and change your ways and straighten up and start going to church and start praying and start reading your Bible and doing these, you know, and, and, and what are they preaching? Now, all those things are good things. You ought to go to church. You ought to read your Bible. You ought to pray. You know, you ought to good, do good works. All those are good things. But if that is the means to righteousness, to right standing with God, then you are proclaiming another gospel. And another gospel does not get the right results. Even if people were to change their behavior and do all of the things that you said, if they did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, 
they will not be saved. And what did the Apostle Paul say? Paul and Silas, when they were in the Philippian jail and their chains were loosed, they said to the jailer, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. He didn't tell him. Paul and Silas did not tell him, you know, quit throwing people in jail. I mean, you know, he could have said that. He could have said, hey, you, you know, we didn't do anything wrong, and you threw us in jail wrongly, so if you, you know, you need to repent from that, and you need to, you know, you need to quit doing stuff like that, and you need to quit being a participant in these things. That would have been a reasonable thing to, to say, right, in light of the circumstances. We didn't do anything wrong, so why did you throw us in jail? And if you'll, if, if you'll apologize to us, and apologize to God because we were only doing his work. If you'll apologize to him and, and confess your sin to him, then, you know, you, you can be saved. No, they didn't even mention what he had done. They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. Praise God. And yet we're telling people all kinds of things to do in order to be saved. If you want to be affected, as a soldier, preach the gospel which reveals the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And then his finished work. And he is enough. Nothing needs to be added. Let me emphasize that. Nothing needs to be added. If we are adding something to the gospel, now, if we're adding something in addition to believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, what are we doing? We are perverting the gospel. Perverting the gospel. And so salvation is through faith in Jesus Christ and his work, and that alone is enough for salvation. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I'm going to ask you to do just a couple of things for me. First of all, if you would subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it, that would help us so much. And if you want to invest in Word of Life Church, you can do so by texting the numbers 84321 and searching Word of Life Church to get started. Or you can simply give from our app that you can download on the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store. Just search Word of Life Carlsbad. Thank you so much once again, and remember that God is madly in love with you.